Is this Drew McIntyre's fault? You know, last year I go for my first ever heavyweight championship. We end up in a worldwide pandemic. In the second year, <laughs> Drew McIntyre's fighting for the title. Are we going to get rained out? It's like a good strike. Welcome, welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves, and we made it. We survived. What a journey it was. We ventured onto the high seas in Tampa Bay at WrestleMania, and we lived to tell the tale. Of course, to recap this amazing weekend in WWE, my co-captain, Vic Joseph. Vic, you survived. You can have your stars now. You can officially be a co-captain. Oh, man, I thought I was going to sink that ship because I kept listening to you, but we went right through those treacherous waters, eh, mate? Wait, wait, wait. You, you thought you were going to sink the ship because you were listening to me. Are you doubting my abilities as a captain? No, I was doubting my abilities as driving a ship, which is harder than driving a car because typically I'm a wheel man, not a, you know, captain of a boat, mate. Arr. That stops now. Okay, no more I pirate think I'm I almost changed my baseball cap once I realized which one I grabbed this morning because I'm I'm over piracy for the for the week. I need to take a deep breath. I need to take a step back. I didn't even realize you were wearing a pirate's hat, actually. I didn't correlate that. Well, that wasn't by intention. You are really into this pirate. You're going to watch Pirates of the Caribbean when we get done. No, no. I don't understand what I just said that you couldn't grasp. I am over piracy as a whole. I, I enjoy pirates. I think they're fun. I think they're great. Give me a month to recover. But I've seen enough cannonballs and battleships and skeletons and swords over the last nine days of my life to last me at least a few weeks. All right. So instead, let's just bask in the afterglow, Vic, of the amazing weekend that was WrestleMania. Of course, you were on the ground all weekend long, all the way back to NXT Stand and Deliver, getting interviews, content to drop on the After the Bell feed. Uh, What were some of your highlights, some of your favorite conversations you got to have this week? Well, it didn't take long for um, this show to get the internet buzzing because Wade Barrett hinted at an in-ring return. And as soon as he even brought anything up, my eyebrows raised at him and said, what did you just do? He knew what he was doing, but it was fun to hear Wade Barrett. I think I would love to have him on a show to really break down what he did when he was away from WWE, what brought him back to NXT. Well, if you so like that Wade Barrett on the show, I mean, I know a guy. I, can, I mean, I can hopefully probably, we can make that happen. I can probably pull a string or two. Okay, I, uh, we should try to do that. I, I, I'm known to have a little bit of sway as far as who we get to chat with. Beth Phoenix was cool. Stephanie McMahon came on the show for a little bit. Yeah, well, how'd you pull that off, Vic? Why don't you tell the oh, tale of man. how Stephanie McMahon came to do a little audio drop for us? So this goes back to when I almost died with you doing NXT TakeOver 30. Yeah, let's recap for those who may not have remembered the <laughs> we tale. We have to recap no, it, No, no, I'd like to recap. Just move on. Uh, we'll give the Cliff Notes version. Vic nearly dropped dead at the commentary table because his blood sugar got low because he doesn't bother to eat before screaming his lungs out for three hours. That about cover it? Yep. So then okay. I did it again on Thursday night. And in the middle of the uh, main event between Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Adam Cole unsanctioned, which I'd love to get your thoughts here in a second on that match. I, I started, Graves, have you ever been into a match where you felt sick? Like you were just so into it. You're like, oh man, this better end soon because I'm, I'm losing it. I'm draining no. a little bit. I, I had it happen to me in Saudi once when I had a heat stroke oh, okay. uh, at, at ringside. And I, I was seeing stars and uh, Cole and Renee at the time realized that I was on the verge of uh, taking, a, taking a nap from an upright position. And, Which, all right. 
I made it. I powered through. So I guess I can relate to an extent, but not more than once. You made the same mistake twice, Vic. Come on now. Yeah, but I had more water that day. Like I actually had two meals that day, but I was fading. Long story short, match ends. I go into the back and I see Mackenzie. And Mackenzie looks at me dead in the eye and she she knew something was wrong. I was, I didn't know where I didn't know my name. My eyes were rolling around. I was spent. And Stephanie McMahon gives me one of those, like she's standing next to somebody. It kind of like leans forward, like what's going on over there. I'm eating this like brown bar of fig apple healthy stuff, which, you know, I would never put into my my body. It's not McDonald's, Burger King, Skittles or Twizzlers, probably not going into this stomach. So she looks at me, she goes, are you okay? And I kind of like, for some reason, walked to her and I was like, I just get so into it. And we had this long conversation. By the end of it, I just looked her in the eyes like a sad puppy dog who had just like having, I just looked and was, hey, would you like to come on after the bell this weekend at WrestleMania? And she went, I would love to. Let's get it done. I said, thank you. And I just walked away from her. That's how it happened. You nearly died to procure Stephanie McMahon. That's how I'm going to say this. I'm going to put a positive spin on it because you know me. I'm just like oh, yeah. positivity all the time. I like to see the positives in everything. Uh, but w- the fact is you got Stephanie McMahon, had a great little chat with her. If you haven't already, if you're listening to this, you can check out the full audio with Stephanie McMahon. We caught up with Rob Van Dam, oh, Rhea yeah. Ripley, Bianca Belair, all that last week. It's all in the moments leading up to the biggest weekend in WWE recent history uh, and then we finally got there, Vic. We finally made it. After all of the trials and tribulations of the last year, the excitement was palpable. And we got to kick off WrestleMania in a very, very unique way that I don't think anybody will anytime soon forget. It's cool, man. It really is because there's that small group of us that are the only ones that are going to ever experience that moment on that day, that time. It can never be duplicated which is rare, I think, in life. And so when I was in gorilla, the gorilla position we were going through, you could start feeling that energy, that raw emotion. And this isn't me overblowing it for the people that are listening. I have never experienced anything like that in my life. And then when you walk through the curtain and I went to the left, Mm -hmm. I think you were on the other side. I didn't see it. To hear the crowd just chant, WrestleMania, this is awesome, welcome back, whatever it was, you got, um, I mean, I even just got goosebumps thinking about it. It's something that I will never forget in my entire life and and definitely one of the top moments in my life and in my career. It was it was the moments actually leading up to us walking out on stage where the excitement really began. As you can attest, Gorilla position, the whole entire hallway leading up to Gorilla was just chock full of superstars. And everybody became like 12 years old again. Yeah. We were standing there. I, I remember I was standing next to Lana and Carmella and AJ Styles was making his way up the tunnel toward the front because obviously AJ was going to be in the front of the of the group. And AJ stopped and he paused and he looked at me and right then the crowd began to rumble a little bit and he grinned to me from ear to ear as big as I've ever seen AJ Styles smile about anything. And he goes, did you hear that? And then he strutted the rest of the way up because everybody knew that we were moments away from having a reaction from a live crowd for the first time in what felt like forever. And man, I would go on the record as saying there was not a superstar or person on that stage or probably even surrounding the stage backstage that didn't have a giant lump in their throat 
when they walked out there and heard the reaction from the crowd and the, and the fighter jets flying over the stadium and God bless America, man, if you ever wanted real emotion, that was it. That was the most intense moment. I think all of us felt, and it carried through the weekend because that happened. We all got a little bit of a taste, just a, a moment of, they weren't even cheering for anybody in particular. They were cheering yeah. for normalcy, for WWE, for WrestleMania, for all of us, for everybody in the back that has kept going through this pandemic. It was just that genuine connection with every person in that stadium, which I thought looked amazing despite only having a portion of the capacity. I think hats off to our production crew and Jason Robinson that makes all that happen and, and everybody in the truck. We were up against it. It was not as easy. It looked beautiful on television, but there was a lot more this year that went into it. And right. I'm sure there are a lot more people that are, that are more qualified than you or I to really discuss the ins and the outs. But I can say on Friday at the production meeting, we were told there's a possibility of rain on Sunday, but we've got contingencies in place. We're ready just in case the sky decides to open up and, you know, someone wants revenge from their tag team loss to Vince several years back. <laughs> We were ready for Sunday. Little did we know that the weather patterns were going to completely change. And we were about to have a party on Saturday uh, with more rain than I think I've experienced in quite some time. So nobody knew Saturday, like on Friday. You see, you see the weather. We even looked at, oh, Saturday's going right. to be great. Oh, Sunday's a little rocky. Right. Oh, we were all, we were all worried about that. Sunday. But then Saturday was like, oh, well, good thing we've got these, these measures prepared for what could potentially derail the biggest show of the year. And, two uh, years, really, if you think yeah, about it, like yeah. the biggest show in two years. Yeah. And as we went out there, everybody is on cloud nine after that intro, seeing the boss come out and welcome everyone to WrestleMania. Man, if you didn't feel that in your soul, it, you, you don't have one. That was absolutely awesome. And then right as everybody's just rip roaring, ready to go, the heavens opened. I have never experienced that. I don't believe to my knowledge there has ever been a weather delay in the history of WrestleMania. I was speechless. But, but this, this time, at least in the short term, Mother Nature won that round. Oh, yeah. Mother Nature kicked our ass. Let's just call it what it was. So everybody shuffled backstage. And to say there wasn't a bit of a feeling of, I don't want to say panic. I would just say uncertainty. Because, again, the, the safeguards were in place to make sure that this was going to run as smoothly as possible. And it did. But, Vic, we actually had some of our ATB crew members on the ground right behind the entrance to the gorilla position, ground zero, if you will, of all the chaos happening during the WrestleMania rain delay. And they were able to catch up with a few of our superstars. Well, the rain is gusting down. My tuxedo is drenched with water. Uh, I can only imagine what the ring feels like at this moment. Take a look around. Uh, lanterns, wires, lights, flags, everything moving in this gusting wind. I mean, you can even see trees on the outside of the arena going back and forth. You got to imagine, I mean, I don't have it clocked in, but 15, 20 miles an hour maybe of these wind gusts. It's an absolutely amazing situation here as, uh, well, might have a delay on WrestleMania. Is this Drew McIntyre's fault? You know, last year I go for my first ever heavyweight championship. We end up in a worldwide pandemic. In the second year, <laughs> Drew McIntyre is fighting for the title. Are we going to get rained out? Is Lightning going to strike? I'm starting to feel like I'm at blame for all this. Uh, but yeah, honestly, everyone's hustling around, being ready for anything. Um, but it's on Mother Nature for this one. I'm hoping we're going to have a happy end by the end of the night and we get to go ahead with WrestleMania, entertain the fans. I know they're going to be fine come rain. Shine, Tampa weather, lightning, it doesn't matter. They're going to be loud as hell. We just need the weather to work with us here. Well, I grew up in South Florida, and we have a saying, 
If you don't like the weather, wait five minutes, it'll change. You, know, you, you get these hurricane type storms that blow through, there's chaos, and an hour later, it's like nothing happened. You know? So um, worst case scenario, maybe there's a, a delay to start the show. As long as there's no lightning, we're good to go. And you know, Bobby will kick Drew's ass and you know, he'll keep the title and everything will be wonderful. So I was backstage, I had no idea what the weather looked like outside. Uh, and then when I walked by one of these gate exits to the field, I saw like a torrential downpour. And I looked outside and it is pouring rain. It looks awesome though. Um, however, I wouldn't want to be sitting in the, in the audience soaking wet for about three hours. But, you know, the WWE Universe, they're super passionate. They're unlike anybody else in the world. And uh, it's the first time back at WrestleMania. So it's crazy, man. I'm, pre I'm, pre I'm presidented. Uh, we spent a year trying to get back to this point. And then it's like, hey, by the way, it's going to rain really hard. Uh, I've wrestled in the rain outside a few times in my independent wrestling career. WWE's been pretty good about having us under a roof most of the time. Sorry, it's Bad Bunny's truck back here. Uh, super scary but also very dry. I'm scheduled for night two, uh, and tonight's night one, and the time is currently 6.45 p.m., and it's still pouring out there. So it's pretty crazy, and actually I was watching it, and it was a crazy visual to see it, this, you know, this elaborate production and all this stuff, only for it to be rained out, and the fans are waiting in concourses. So it's just, it's very surreal. But you know what? Given the last year that we've had, I almost wouldn't imagine any other sort of way than some crazy curveball. One more crazy curveball. We're not out of the woods yet, are we? Um, so it's crazy. It really is. But then the, the thought that crossed my mind after the initial you know, shock of watching that rain was then the, the realization that it's pretty amazing this hasn't happened before. In a way, we've been playing with fire because we've been, you know, we've done WrestleManias in... Orlando a couple of times, Tampa, Miami, uh, you know. These are areas where around April it's raining and there's thunderstorms every, every day. So um, it's pretty remarkable that with all the outdoor stadium stuff we've done over the years, this is the first time I think it's ever happened, at least to my knowledge. I, I am cautiously optimistic. I think everything will, uh, you know, it'll, it'll work out somehow and uh, it'll be memorable for sure. I mean, it was... It was chaos. I wouldn't say it was fun chaos, but Corey, there was anything like, you know, I was standing there. Of course, you heard from Drew McIntyre, MVP, Drew Gulak, Sami Zayn, all had their own thoughts on the process. I couldn't figure out while I was walking around in slush, because when you're walking around in the back of Raymond James Stadium, I, you know where the, uh, the entryway was for us to get outside of the four corners yes. uh, onto the field. But in between then, you saw water running down the wall. I mean, that's how much rain came yeah. down was it literally was water seeping through the concrete and a steady flow coming down the side of the wall and then puddles everywhere. And there's trash cans and it's like an obstacle course to get to catering or get to makeup or get to TVL. It was unbelievable how much rain came down. But it also is credits to the Drew McIntyres, the MVPs, the Drew Gulaks, Sami Zayn's, yourself included, Michael Cole, the list goes on of all the talent that stayed ready and stayed prepared. Because it was easily to get deflated and, oh, man. But everyone stayed calm, cool, and collected. For the most part. And again, it was, it was more the, the tangible excitement. It wasn't, it wasn't a question of if. It was, okay, we're going to make this happen. It's going to happen. It may take 20 minutes. It may take an hour, but we're here. WrestleMania is going down. I think that kind of kept everybody sane, kind of got everybody through the chaos. And again, 
I'm going to say it ad nauseum, credit to our amazing crew on the ground, the guys and girls behind the camera who don't get the love and the adulation of the WWE universe, but you better make damn sure you're thankful that we have them because without them, WrestleMania might not have gone off without a hitch. But I got a question for you. What? What do you think was going through the minds? I don't want you to speak for them. Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley, they're getting ready to open up WrestleMania night one, WWE championship match off the emotion we've already talked about. And then you hear Mike Rome's voice of saying there's weather delay. I mean, I could only imagine because I saw Drew in that moment and it was like you just angered a lion at the zoo somehow and he wants to feed but there's no meat around <laughs> both both drew and bobby were pacing that was a great analogy like caged animals pacing back and forth ready to tear the house down G3 Assistance through Virginia's Community Colleges is your pathway to a new future. Helping those who qualify pay for school and train for the right career. Right where you are, right now. Learn more at vccs.edu forward slash G3. The weather was uh, put under control, so to speak. It was, it was knocked into submission and WrestleMania finally got to start, got to begin properly. And boy, did it ever McIntyre and Lashley, WWE Championship, opening the weekend. The emotion on Drew's face, on Bobby's face, as the first two individuals to walk out and experience the rush, which somehow was amplified and enhanced. Because there, I think there's a worry. With our business and in sports entertainment, anywhere on the globe, there's the trick, the magic is figuring out the flow, right? You want to start yeah. way up. And then you take the crowd on a ride throughout the show. That's why every show, every match on every show isn't main event caliber. That's why every once in a while you'll have a lighthearted segment or a backstage or something to make you laugh. Because if it's three hours of full-blown intensity, things get lost. Things get lost in the shuffle and, and you need to take a moment to breathe. And it was, we, I think everyone was worried. Okay, we started off at 11 with the flyover and God bless America. And then it went to nothing. And everyone was worried and then it came back out and the crowd picked up right where they left off. Dare I say even a note higher WWE championship. I think this is the point in the show where I get to tell you my prediction came true. Bobby Lashley walked into WrestleMania as WWE champion and left the exact same way. Two big badasses tearing it down on the grandest stage of them all. What's not to love? Well, it was, it was a great match too. Like, let's just look at it from a fan's perspective. If I had a hat, I'd put it on. I thoroughly enjoyed the match for the moment, for everything that was going on, for the story in which they told, for the uh, little teases in there. And they put their heart into that match. Look, they're going to have another match coming up here at uh, WrestleMania Backlash. But that moment in time, they put their heart and soul, and it meant so much for everybody. That includes MVP on the outside. That includes the official who is in the ring. That includes you guys, everyone that was calling that match in that moment. It was awesome. I, taking nothing away from anyone else, couldn't have imagined a better way with two more deserving individuals to start WrestleMania. You got to throw MVP into that mix. Uh, On a personal note, I had a blast with him a few nights prior uh, where MVP insisted on picking up my tab. And I said, I got this. I appreciate it. And he goes, brother, I'm managing the WWE champion at WrestleMania. Please 
let me take this. And I must have gotten right, the Corey Graves uh, rub because he even bought me a drink over WrestleMania weekend. That's what it was. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> it had nothing to do with either you or I. It was just MVP riding riding high on cloud nine because of his, his position. The weekend just continued treating him better. So hats off. I want to get MVP on the show to chat him up. There's a, that's a that's a wise, interesting man who's got a lot of tales to tell. But elsewhere on the card, we could be here for hours if we're going to break down each and every match. But what else stood out to you from night one off the top of your head? Off the top of my head, just besides the, uh, the the raw emotion, two things. I want to give credit again. You mentioned the crew. We got to talk about the pyro guys who were running around covering the pyro up to uncover the pyro to get it back into position so that we could have the spectacle that was WrestleMania. So hats off to the pyro. I don't know any of their names. I don't even think I've ever said hi to any of them, but they were back there. They worked their asses off to to make sure that we had WrestleMania. Moving on to something else, the match that I thought stole the show, not just on night one, but on night two, because it had no business being as good as it was, I think, in some people's eyes, Bad Bunny, John Morrison, The Miz, Damian Priest, the entrance, the music, the match itself, it got me twice where I jumped out of my seat. The double Falcon arrow I thought was the end. I was like, oh, this is cool. They kicked out. My hands went on my head. Then when Miz hit skull crushing finale, thought it was done again. And just at the perfect moment, Bad Bunny breaks up the count. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And then he hits the Canadian destroyer on the outside. Pat McAfee had a great debut as a celebrity on the outside coming in. Bad Bunny had a phenomenal debut on the biggest stage. That, to me, spoke volumes. I'm not the type of guy to say I told, I told you, so. you so, but you're going to tell. Yeah, yeah. I but I've been telling you so. Know. Just I loved everything about the vibe that Bunny brought. And as the world got to see, it wasn't just your standard feel good WrestleMania celebrity appearance. This is a dude who loves this. Yes, he's made his fortune in music and, and the guy, the guys in commercials. It's it's funny when you you put into perspective this guy that's just been around backstage and he's just kind of become part of the crew. And then you see him in, in beer commercials and hear him on the radio. And I go, oh, this guy's you, you almost forget what a big deal he is. But Bunny, credit to him for putting in the work to respect our business. The dude loves it. The dude put in the time, put in the work and did the opposite of humiliate himself as so many people have done. Didn't humiliate anybody he was in the ring with. It was a fun, awesome WrestleMania caliber spectacle. And I understand that there are the hardcore fans who want great matches. And we gave you some of those too. We'll get to those in a second. But as far as for pure WrestleMania spectacle, pop culture, entertainment, that to me, I think won the entire weekend I will, I will go so far as to say, just from a start to finish, everything about that felt huge. So much fun. But when you talk about the pure wrestling thing, how about night one, Cesaro Rollins? It was, it, again, this is, we, we've talked about it on this show for us to sit back. You know them both more than I. You traveled the globe, not just the country, the globe with those guys. I have gotten to know Seth on a different level probably over the last two years where we talk about football or random texts, Cesaro and I tell dad jokes as you can go back in the annals of after the bell and go find ruin Corey's day to watch that match, to know how much it meant for the man that was Cesaro was cool, but it was after the match, man, when the crowd was there to really give, and I've never set foot in the ring. So I don't want to ask, I don't want to act as if I know what it feels like. So I'll divert to you to have the love come back from 
the WWE universe to him in that moment and to see a genuine smile. And I don't know if it was something off his back, but he had that moment finally that he's Absolutely. worked his freaking life for. No doubt about it. And I, I was, I, I got to go off the deep end at the end a little bit. Cole just gave me the nod and let me roll because it was as exciting for me as it was, I'm sure for both of those guys and Rollins, Man, the corkscrew splash off the top that Rollins just casually busted out and about made me lose my mind. That match was so much fun. And, and, and not, not to skip over anything because there was so much to get to, but we had a limited amount of time today. We got to talk about the main event of WrestleMania Saturday, Banks and Bel Air SmackDown Women's title. It, it was, again, this goes back to me now flipping it on you. I've known Bianca since my first day here, before, and we talked about this when she was on the show. Right. To see her and Montez in the ring and to talk to Tez the night before and to sit with their family for about 15 minutes, it was the feel-good moment of the weekend, wasn't it? Like It absolutely was, man. It, 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 it was, and it spoke volumes on a deeper level than what we do in sports entertainment. And was, that is a moment. It that was, was the it, WrestleMania moment. It, it was It was significant even beyond the the hallowed halls of WrestleMania and yeah. WWE. Uh, two black women main event in WrestleMania for the first time in history. Culturally, very significant, very exciting for us who know these women as, as colleagues and as friends to see Bianca get that moment. And hats off to Sasha Banks. She uh, She's kind of been, I don't want to say swept under the rug, but she came up short. So obviously everybody's talking about Bel Air. But again, I say it week after week after week. I challenge you to find a better in-ring competitor, in definitely in the women's division, maybe men included, that Sasha Banks is firing on all cylinders right now. Takes two to tango. But, man, those two women did not disappoint. Unbelievable feeling. But I got I to gotta address the elephant in the room. You're gonna, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The, in the, in the, the twilight hours after WrestleMania, everybody was mad at our good friend Michael Cole. Oh, Michael Cole. And Cole's the consummate pro. He's been doing this 25 years. If there's anybody who's truly unshakable, it's Cole. Cole felt bad. He felt terrible. But I can relate. I, here I hear everybody listening to this that's anxious to, to find some sort of headline for your, for your internet website. I almost thought the same thing. From our vantage point, it was not crystal clear. Now, you factor in, and I'm not making excuses because it was what it was. I mean, it didn't, I, to me, didn't take anything away from the amazing moment. It was reality. It was, it's over. No, it's not. Oh yes, it is. It, it was a very genuine, real reaction, but take into consideration. Yes, we have the monitor. Yes, we have audio in our headphones. But we're also in a stadium full of 20 something thousand people. And any wrestler's book that you've ever read says being in a stadium is very different than an arena because it takes a second. The sound has to leave and come back before anybody can truly register. So all of these factors are going in. I myself wasn't sure. Hey, it's the main event of WrestleMania. People have kicked out of each other's finishers 35 times already tonight. Why wouldn't this be any different? And it just felt like, oh, no, Banks is still, oh, my God. And it was a genuine shock after that. So everyone, leave Michael Cole alone, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to make an excuse for Michael Cole. He doesn't need one. But here's, no. here's the hard lesson that I don't understand. When wrestling, oh, well, they don't even care. They don't sound excited. They don't sound genuine. That was a genuine reaction. I wasn't at the desk, but I know the story of both because you both have told it to me. That was a genuine, heartfelt reaction in the moment. So 
I don't, I, it added to it. It was like, oh, no, look, hand raised right now. I screwed up next to Corey Graves in the main event of NXT TakeOver 30 when Karrion Cross finally had his big moment. Graves, do you remember that? Against Keith not. Lee? Because we were on a four-second delay and you heard one, two, three in the ring, but we couldn't oh, yes. call it because Beth yes. was it. And I was like, oh, he kicked. No, he won. Like, we've yes, all I'll, been there. It's it's it must be my curse. That's what I bring to the table. Don't put me oh, yeah. in the You know what? Don't blame Cole. <laughs> blame Corey Graves. It's the easier thing to do. It's on me. It's happened twice in my presence in main events for championship matches. So guess what, everybody? I'll take all the heat. Easy be mad target. at me. You're pissed at me for some reason anyway. Just keep it on rolling. Great. Solved it, Graves. It's squash now. Blame Corey Graves. There we go. I'll take all all the, the, the <laughs> all the angst, all the vitriol of the internet fans who are still mad at Michael Cole. Oh, be man. mad at me, but yeah, man, congratulations to Bianca and congratulations to Sasha Banks because those two women stepped up in a tough spot, man. It's the main event of WrestleMania, literally the biggest spot in our business period. And they delivered and everybody seemed to be very, very happy with the outcome. Uh, I thought it was a great way to end night one, went back to the hotel, feeling fine, feeling good, fired up and ready. And then I remembered, oh, wow, we get to do it all over again tomorrow. Night two, that's right. And and we walked in uh, again to Raymond James Stadium. This might be, um, this was the question that I was getting a lot. Which night was bigger? Was it night one? Was it night two? So I want to shelve this part of the conversation. Let's go back to it because I want to discuss night two. And then I actually have a very strong opinion okay. on the question that you just asked. Um, so let's let's run through WrestleMania Sunday. And uh, what a spectacle it was. The weather decided <laughs> to let up at approximately, what, 7.40 p.m.? They get the fans in the in the stadium, yeah. and the rain was still coming down. I think the, the internet caught, uh, caught a glimpse of the giant bubble that had formed on Saturday night, sort of menacingly hanging above the ring with a pro- about 10,000 gallons of water. That Did you notice that during the show? I didn't. It Personally? Wasn't until after- no, I didn't okay. at all. But I probably I would have been in the splash zone. I was watching that thing, dude. I kept looking up like, oh no, if that thing pops. And then you'd see, I think it was when we talked to the uh, Woods and Kofi and they were like, dude, you could feel it dribbling on you. Like it was dribbling into the ring and they were getting sent. I was like, oh, they're like, everyone was like, if that thing breaks from the velocity and how high that was up and how much water, like we could not to go on a sidetrack here night two. I'm sorry, Graves. You know how I like to be like a goldfish in a water. You did bring up Kofi and and woods Uh, hats off to those dudes for what they attempted to do, but how about Omos, man? God, I want to talk about Omos for a second before we jump in. I'm, I'm sidetracking myself here, but We've well, there's so much Omos. to talk about. I know, man. I know. We've been around Omos. We've seen this dude from the time he first stepped into the performance center, and we we knew how big he was. But I don't think anyone truly fully appreciates how big that dude is until you saw him step over the top rope, and the entire stadium went, "Whoa!" That's Seven the vibe. Two? That's what you're looking at. That's the holy cow. This has nothing to do with wrestling moves or catchphrases this is just an impressive human being what a dominant display new raw tag team champs i'm stoked for the future uh and omas couldn't be alongside anybody better than styles to teach him but back i I'm, let me digress we'll go back to wrestlemania sunday i'm still all fired up see I, I slept for the better part of the last two days because i needed to recover because i was genuinely burned out i got off the plane 
couldn't think straight. I, I was a zombie for the last day and a half. I've slept for about 30 hours in the last two days. And uh, I'm back at normal. Now I'm all fired up. Now I'm amped up. Reliving WrestleMania. WrestleMania Sunday to me started off just as big, just as bad. But for me, it was important and significant for a different reason. And that was watching, of all people, Randy Orton be the first to walk down the aisle. And Randy freaking Orton was grinning ear to ear. Randy was smiling. You never see Randy smile. <laughs> if you talk to him and you're having a conversation backstage, he's a great guy. But Randy Orton, the Viper, the Apex Predator, not known for uh, ever showing that sort of emotion, that side. And when Randy Orton, as long as he's been around and he's headlined WrestleManias, but to see the genuine joy on his face of having the crowd back, that to me spoke volumes. Yeah, it, it also him uh, walking down to the ring and making sure he didn't slip and fall was kind of uh, entertaining <laughs> to us. He was having fun. He Randy was, that's that. the thing, Randy man. Randy has earned that cachet. Randy is that dude. Whatever Randy does, yeah, people are going to get mad at him. He's probably going to get fined for certain things, but Randy has gotten to the point in his career where he's earned it. He's going to do whatever the hell he wants. So I, was, I loved that. That, to me, was just a great <laughs> way to start off the night, just seeing that. That kind of set the tone for the whole night. To get it back to wrestling, I think the WWE Universe, myself included, was wondering where, how, what The Fiend was going to look like. How is he going to manifest? And then you saw that entry of The Fiend, and he came back into his own, and then the light stayed red. It was a cool feeling inside Raymond James Stadium. I was freaked the bleep out when Alexa Bliss had black goo running down her face. Like, it was cool. That's those moments that I really enjoy as a wrestling fan, you know, even like Papa Shango ultimate warrior years ago. And the list goes on of all these different, like Randy Orton undertaker, when you look in the mirror and then he'd be gone. And I thought it was very, very cool to me. That was something that I love a big box. And I thought it was great. I thought it was, it was a box like structure. It was, Vic. It it was, was box great. like structure. It wasn't box like structure. Box. It, was it was great. Box. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I thought it was very, very cool. I'm very curious to see where that goes. And again, in the interest of time, we're going to just jump through, uh, a few highlights for each of us. I'm going to start with the one that to me was the sleeper hit of the entire weekend that I thought had minimal build and interest leading up to it. To me, it kind of felt like maybe it didn't belong, but I would dare say from bell to bell, maybe the best wrestling match of the weekend, Seamus and Riddle, dude, Seamus and Riddle to me was way more fun than I think anyone expected it to be. We know what Sheamus is capable of. We know what Riddle's capable of. We knew it was going to be a good match, but those two dudes just went out there and it was almost like that mentality of they stuck us in the middle of the card on WrestleMania because they don't really think that we're going to do anything spectacular. Watch this. And those two dudes beat the living out of one another for I about 15, Riddle's 20 minutes. I think it was the bro kick that blasted Riddle's face at the end. Uh, in the midair moonsault. But, and again, I think it was, it was a testament to those two guys who didn't have much of a build for this matchup. The stories have been told for a long time leading up to WrestleMania for, for most cases, this was a, I think it was just made on raw the week prior. Uh, and the, the guys took the opportunity and made the absolute most out of it. They, they had the crowd, the crowd was fired up that last bro kick, that whole stadium went, Oh, and, that reaction, that's what you live for. And they got it. And, and credit to those two guys. That was maybe my favorite match. While not be my favorite moments, my favorite match from start to finish, maybe of the whole weekend. I thought it was that much fun. Uh, I really enjoyed um, 
Kevin and Sammy, knowing the journey, the story to see them finally have that one-on-one match at WrestleMania and everything that they have been through. When I was starting out in this industry, they were on the back nine of the independents, quote unquote. So you're always trying to get on a show with one of them to meet them and, and whatever that was. So that was a cool moment to see that match. I thought the match was, uh, was well done. Hats off to Rhea Ripley for winning the Raw Women's Championship. Again, someone who um, I called over early on matches, even going back to her NXT UK victory. That is someone to me who has literally gone from dominated NXT UK, dominated NXT, now is on the level of Monday Night Raw getting a WrestleMania victory over Asuka. That's a cool story for me personally. So I was excited for her and everything that they had in that matchup. But for me, and it's just the kid coming out, I went out in the arena for Edge's entrance to hear the music, to see the smoke, the amount of respect I have for Edge that we heard it on the interview. Going through and seeing text conversations is still kind of, you know, outrageous. 10 years to the day from him announcing his retirement on SmackDown to being in that moment. Um, That was something that was a moment for me. I know it was for him and Beth, but for me, I went, I wanted to be out there to hear and to see that. Yeah, it was, it was phenomenal to be a part of, but you talked about the dominance of Rhea Ripley. We got to talk about the dominance of the head of the table, man. Oof. Roman edge, Brian tore the place down. It felt more to me like a traditional WrestleMania main event with the drama, the long-term story it was the culmination of all of that. And I think it surprised a lot of people. Roman definitively pinning both Brian and Edge. That's dominance. That it's been a while since a reigning champion, especially a bad guy, so to speak, uh, has walked into WrestleMania as champion and without and left the same way. And Roman did that because I think we're going to be living in the Roman Reigns era for quite some time. Do you remember a match where on this level of magnitude of a, of a, of a WrestleMania, where the champion pinned both men? No, in that's the what way I mean. That Roman Reigns did like I, I remember going, "Holy hell!" Like, it wasn't that's a statement. It that wasn't. Oh, there's statement. controversy. Oh, there could have been. Oh, this guy was tied up outside. There's no gripes now. There's no legitimate beefs for Edge or Daniel Bryan to say, "Well, but you didn't beat me. You beat the other." One. No, he beat both guys simultaneously. Walk off. That's it. Roman Reigns is the dude, period. I don't want to hear it from anybody anymore. There is no one in the business right now that is Roman Reigns. He is dominant for a reason. He is going to lead this place for the foreseeable future. I loved everything about it. And of course, all the credit due in the world to Edge, to Daniel Bryan for putting on a spectacular, memorable, fun WrestleMania main event. Now, I want to get back to the question you asked me earlier. What, what I, If I had to choose... Night mm-hmm. one or night two, what, what would, would I be forced to choose? And I would say it like this. Personally speaking, and dare I say, in the minds of a lot of the, the superstars, a lot of the talent backstage, maybe everyone under the WWE umbrella from an employment standpoint or, or anyone that works with us, night one was so significant and emotional because it was the first. You never replicate your first. It was the first time in a year, a month, and a day that we got to have fans that are the lifeblood of what we do. And again, you were on the stage. They weren't cheering for Vic Joseph. They weren't cheering for Corey Graves. They weren't even cheering for Randy Orton or, or Carmella or whoever else. They were cheering for WWE 
and for normalcy and for WrestleMania. And that to me was bigger than the biggest spectacle in live entertainment. That to me was on like a human being level significant. I had genuine emotion. I had a lump in my throat. I, I was, it was choking back tears, chewing on my cheeks, standing on the stage, just going, man, we finally were back, you know? So that to me was why night one was more significant. However, I would say from a, an objective perspective, night two to me felt more like WrestleMania. Night two to me, start to finish felt like, okay, this is what I've become accustomed to. This is what I grew up watching, a, a great three-hour exciting spectacle and the pyro and the fireworks and all of the, the bells and whistles. Everything went to perfection on Sunday night and it felt cleaner and better. But I don't think anyone's going to forget night one for a little no. I don't think anyone's going to forget night one either. I think you also have to throw in um, different obstacles, the weather, the weather delay at the start of night one. Um, you couldn't you have know, written it. You couldn't you have couldn't written, have written, it. written we, it. We couldn't have booked it better if this to use wrestling terminology. It was, it was, here we go, here we go. Here's the, all of the wrestling terminology, all of the, the elements that you put in toward building a great wrestling match took place with life. Surrounding WrestleMania with lightning, clouds, rain, floods, equipment getting knocked around. I mean, I, but anyways, going back off it, I had a few friends that were at the show that were, hey, we're outside the stadium in the rain, but we're not hearing like we usually hear music and stuff. People don't realize we couldn't do anything Sunday. There was no way to do a no. sound rehearsal for a band. There Nothing. wasn't uh, to, to rehearse uh, any sort of entrance, which, by the way, we didn't even talk about Wale who came out there with Big E. That was awesome. Yeah. You know, uh, Rio Ripley's entrance was awesome. Um, all those bands, credit to them, credit to Wall 8, they came out there with no rehearsal, with no sound check. They came out there and they just did it. They were at the top of their game too. So I think there's a lot of asterisks thrown through everything. I just think WrestleMania is back. It was fun to have the universe with us. You and I, and I'm trying to like picture who was around me at the time. That's a moment to start WrestleMania night one, back to what you said, that all of us will never forget. And it's a moment nobody else, if you weren't there, are going to be able to even, oh, yeah, I, I felt that too. No, you didn't. You weren't <laughs> on that stage in that moment. You didn't feel it. It was absolutely was awesome. amazing. We're lucky and blessed to be a part of it. And the good news is, Vic, we get to do the whole damn thing again next year. Dallas, hopefully full capacity. I'm sure the world will be back wide open next year. Uh, last time we did Mania in Dallas, man, it was off the charts. It was so much fun. Looking forward to it. But there's a, what, about uh, 51 weeks-ish ballpark until part, we get there. <laughs> the That's the worst part as a fan. Well, you know, did you ever attend WrestleMania as a fan? I sure did. Detroit, WrestleMania 20. 23. And the worst part was getting back in the car with your buddies the next day going, <sighs> another year <laughs> until we get to, at that time it was Orlando. So going into 24. I can't wait, dude. Well, lucky for the ATB faithful, Vic, we don't have to stop celebrating WrestleMania because we still got some goodness coming their way. Next week, Big E's WrestleMania audio diary. It's going to drop Friday, April 23rd on your favorite podcast platform. Our ATB crews spent all kind of time with the former Intercontinental Champion, Big E, uh, and got his thoughts like from the time he left his house in Tampa to the moments leading up to his Intercontinental Championship match at WrestleMania. You don't want to miss that. And you want to join the conversation. We want to know what you preferred. Night one, night two, favorite match, favorite moment. It's all fair game this week. We are still uh, enjoying the afterglow 
of WrestleMania. Use the hashtag after the bell. Follow us at after the bell WWE on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me at WWE Graves. Vic is at Vic Joseph WWE. If you're using Apple Podcasts, subscribe, please. If you haven't learned your lesson this week, we're going to drop stuff on you. Surprise, go back and check it all out. It's very good. Throw us five stars because it's the greatest sports entertainment podcast on earth. If you're using Android, ATBs on Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Follow at WWE Podcasts on all social media platforms. And whew, I'm going to take yeah, a right? few days to catch our breath. I'm still recovering. I might need about another 30 hours of sleep. Well, I'm ready to take a little siesta myself. By the way, excited for all those that joined us on our brand new nights for NXT Tuesdays on the USA Network. Thank you guys so much for making us the most talked about show Tuesday night this past Tuesday. And if you're looking for a handsome devil, you can find him on Monday nights now as one third of the new Rod broadcast. Byron's been there. I hate you. You know what? I was nice to you this entire episode, and you have to come at me with that nonsense. Hey, what's a pirate's favorite letter of the alphabet? We'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, Biggie's audio diary from WrestleMania, and probably less Vic Joseph. More WWE (laughs) after the bell. (laughs) 